literally just popped into my head right now is like my setup feels a little different and I remembered that I bought a new chair. I don't know if you can tell, but my old one, there was like a lot of like creaking noises whenever I'd like move around in it. I did okay, that means I did a decent job. I can't, with I can't tell, no. Well, right now you shouldn't be able to tell because I got a new one. That doesn't well, do I that, could so. not, couldn't tell. <laughs> okay, that's good. Because there are definitely times where I was just like, I just can't cut this out every single time. We just have to live with it here and there. But that shouldn't be an issue moving forward. Uh, I'll say that my brother recommended this chair to me. I don't love it. Uh, I would have, I wish that I like, you know, knew what I was getting before, but my old one was so bad. I needed to get rid of it. Not only was it like breaking, but it had like, I'm trying to think of what the material was, but it was like peeling off and just all over my floor and just like really gross. I can already and... picture, I can already picture what that looks like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was not a, not a fan by the end of it. Um, so that's no longer going to be an issue. Anyway, uh, how I was going to jump into this was saying that I don't know about you. I'm not a huge fan of the the latest Twitter posts, you know, Twitter blue, whatever Elon Musk was making changes these past few days. For I can tell the difference when I scroll through my timeline. I don't know if you've been able to notice it. One thing that stands out to me is I'll see retweets, but they're like the old format of like RT at someone and it doesn't show me the full tweet. It only shows me like the first few characters in it. And oh it, my god, like, really? Yeah, I don't know if that's Maybe just I gotta me. Maybe I got to update my like, Twitter. <laughs> I don't know. It, it only does it for like a handful of accounts, but I can't figure out why. It's like they're ones that I interact with a decent amount, but I'm just like, I don't think that I did something to accidentally set this up. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of my complaint. I know a lot of people are upset about these changes. Like Elon took away all the blue check marks, said you had to pay for them. Then he gave them back to people and everyone is being accused of then buying their, their check marks and it's been a, a big thing and i gotta say i'm like i'm still going to continue using twitter because that's where i get all my news from for the most part that's at a least disaster the yeah i'm not a huge fan of what's going on um, it's funny that n- none of us will stop using it the people who use it won't stop using yeah, it yeah there's still, some people it's still not but, ideal no no it's not great but I, I like had been thinking about it and it does sound like there are actual benefits to using twitter blue i think from someone who like for me i don't have a big presence i'm more of a scroll through get updates not really tweet a ton uh, I, you're kind of the same way it feels like you, you throw it a little more than i do these yeah. days but part of me is like would it be worth experimenting paying the eight dollars for one month of the main podcast account and seeing do we get benefits out of this is, is there anything that comes if you want out of my it? total guess my my guess is that it would not change much if at all if yeah I, it probably wouldn't but i've heard it like amplifies tweets and stuff like if you do it so i don't know if that's a so thing but you want you want to see if it would work for one month like you yeah try like for one, one month, month of like actively using it as both like a main thing and like replying to accounts and seeing what happens maybe right. i just get roasted for 30 days <laughs> for oh look this guy paid for twitter blue but i don't know it, it might be it might be worth checking out just to experiment and see what happens um but yeah we'll see Anyway, let's kind of connect all of this together to the main part of the show. And the reason why Twitter is top of mind is because literally within two hours, hour and a half of our scheduled recording time, we've had so much like late breaking news come out that it's like, this is so relevant to the podcast. And I got to say, thank you, Jets and Packers, for the timing on Aaron Rodgers, because we've been waiting for this to happen for so long. And 
finally comes out and it's fresh in our minds at this point. So we'll get into NBA and NHL playoffs, but I just want to get this out of the way and just be done with it finally. Oh, it's about time. The news of Rodgers going to the Jets has been a thing for months now, but it's been just a waiting game of when is it going to happen? And finally it has, and it happened just days before the draft, which I think is, yeah, which another I think is benefit cool as well. Yeah. Just yeah. getting it over with for the draft. Because I remember two years ago, the breaking news that Rogers wanted a trade from the Packers came out on the morning of draft day. And it's like, all right, is he going to do this again? But they got it done in time in terms of like the details of the trade. So they're swapping 13 and 15. Uh, I know the Packers are getting, the Jets number 42 overall second round pick and the big thing is next year a conditional second if Rodgers plays 65% of snaps which is very likely an injury he, he should yeah so uh, it would turn into a first round pick and I think the initial takeaway is this is great for the Jets in 2023 but there's of course a long-term concern and I don't know that you can really evaluate this trade until we find out what that missing piece is that the Packers are receiving from the Jets. Because if the Jets make the playoffs, go on a little run, and end up giving a late first-round pick, it's probably worth it, given the history of that team. They don't need to win the Super Bowl. But if this doesn't change anything, they miss the playoffs, and yeah, the Packers just absolutely fleece them. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that, that time will tell to see, obviously, who does eventually win the trade. But... For right now, I mean, the Jets need a quarterback. <laughs> Zach Wilson yes. is a total, total bum, and he's never going to lead them anywhere. Uh, so they didn't need a quarterback, and I certainly question for years now if uh, if Rodgers, you know, his motivations and his his work ethic, but he has all the talent in the world. He's still, even though in his late 30s, he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And, and the Jets, yeah, they're... They're a pretty good team on the uh, up on the rise, and you could say quarterback was their weakest position on their team. And so to add yeah. a quarterback and a legit one too uh, is is certainly going to help them. Of course, you you, you certainly question if, whether if they can make a, a a big run or not. But I think they're a legitimate playoff contender now. Yeah, I, I think it's hard to question a position that was in a weaker spot for the Jets last year than quarterback. It really felt like that was their only missing piece. You know, when Brees Hall got hurt, running back Rome took a little bit of a hit, but they had a offensive rookie of the year wide receiver. The offensive line was fine. Better than it had been yeah, in they, previous they had years. The so the defense was awesome. And defensive rookies of the year and Brees Hall, who probably would have won offensive. Yeah. If he, didn't, if he get didn't get hurt. hurt. Yeah. With at least with the way he was playing those first six weeks of the season. So yeah, I mean the Jets, all the reason in the world to think that they're a playoff contender. And I mean, it's hard not to say they're a Super Bowl contender at this time, because like you said, if Aaron Rodgers is playing like Aaron Rodgers and the guy who won MVP in 2020 and 2021, it has to be a real thing for this team. But at the same time, the AFC is so loaded that it's far from a guarantee they even make the playoffs. Yeah. It's, it, it comes down to, Rogers and his motivations. I I think it will be motivated a little bit. I would hope so. How, how, how could you not be at right? least a, a little motivated uh, after getting traded and you're on a team that's I would say probably at this point better than the Packers since the Packers are agree. trending down and the Chets uh-huh. are trending up. And and yeah, the the AFC is a much better conference now than the the NFC. And so even if the Jets are a good team that many of us expect them to be 
there's still a lot of good teams in the AFC, like the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals, and so on. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be yeah. difficult, even if you do get a uh, an, a prime Aaron Rodgers, like MVP uh, motivated Aaron Rodgers uh, leading your team. Yeah, because I mean the NFC was not as strong as the AFC and the Packers still missed the playoffs. And even though the jets are probably a better roster, it's, it's going to be even more difficult of a path. Uh, and of course it, he's just going to have one off season to work with new receivers. It does have Alan Lazard still in the fold does have some talent on that. You know, as like we mentioned with guys like Wilson and some yeah, of the running Wilson backs, and but Bryce Hall and Lazard. And then after the, after the trade, the, the jets and the Packers had a pick swap. And so mm-hmm. they now have the thirteenth pick, and there's th- the wide receiver class this year is not very good, but there's one yep. specific name that is projected to be in that range. Uh, Jackson and Smith and Jigba. Jackson, exactly, yeah. And you know they just traded Elijah Moore to the Browns, and y- you could really say Garrett Wilson's really the only legitimate receiver on their team. And so if you add if you add him, uh, Smith and Jigba, then that could definitely that that could that's definitely a possibility. Uh, they they were college teammates too, right? Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, State. Gary yeah. Wilson went to Ohio State. Yeah, so uh-huh. yeah, that so it's it's definitely possible. Yeah, so I mean that that would certainly be an interesting pairing, and I I think so. Yeah, the Jets had to give up thirteen, but only moving back to fifteen doesn't feel like that big of a move i think to me yeah. the bigger aspect is them having to give up a future first and all when when you, you know. when i first read the trade and i see aaron Rodgers and the 15th pick like i i was like what wait what's going on here and then yeah. and then you read when you read the the what the packers like what when you read the full trade of mm-hmm. what each team's getting back yeah i mean when i packers. saw 15 i was like okay they swapped but it doesn't matter yeah. of like what else was being and then you got to read there, the rest so. of the the compensation it's like all right so there's mm-hmm. a second round pick they're getting a fifth round pick the jets but the big key is is the the first round pick well again it's a second rounder yeah, but assuming rogers stays healthy and plays enough games it'll be a first round pick yep yeah and really where that falls will kind of give us a, an indication of whether this is worth it or not for the jets and whether the packers you know got enough for a four-time mvp winning quarterback but he is also making what sixty million dollars this year, yeah, so that that's has that's, to be that, included. That's one thing is that I haven't seen yet is how much are the Jets paying? How much are the Packers paying? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, taking I, on I, all of it. I assume they're taking on all of it, and really for Green Bay, just being able to get something you know of substantial think, value, and it I, has to be worth it. I think it's a good trade for both teams because the Jets, like I already mentioned, that they're a team that's on the rise. They really need a quarterback. And and they got and they got their guy, mm-hmm. and then for the Packers, you know they they need to turn the page. It's the Jordan Love era now. We can certainly question whether he's good or not. Time will tell. Uh, but I like that they're now committing to the guy that they drafted years ago, and and they're they're turning the page. Even yeah, though they're no, not it's, it's this great team anymore, they're 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 moving on, and it's a you know. It's a new story for Green Bay next year. Yep, yep. So definitely interested to see how Jordan Love does after three years behind Rodgers. The same amount of time Rodgers yeah, was right. behind Brett Favre before being traded to the Jets. So yeah, and then Aaron Rodgers, all he needs to do is play two years in Minnesota and commit welfare fraud, and he'll be the exact same person. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, yeah, we'll we'll talk more about the draft and some other teams as we get on, but. Right. Uh, 
yeah, definitely big one. Get it over with. And not long after, more breaking news. Before we talk about Celtics and the NBA playoffs, their former coach, Amy Odoko, was just hired by the Rockets. And I feel like my brain is in a pretzel trying to figure out how to go about this. Because from just a pure basketball standpoint, Udoka led the Celtics to the NBA Finals. And I think that feels like a good move for any team that would hire him. But also, there's so much uncertainty about his essential firing that I don't know how like how to really evaluate this move by the Rockets. Like, Is this kind of like Joel Quenville being hired somewhere for hockey fans? Right. I mean, just the Deshaun Watson situation? Like, I don't know what he really did yeah, to it, get it, fired. It, 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 feels, it feels odd. And Ime uh, is... I, I think he's a fool for for everything that happened because he his one year on the job, right? He took over the team that you know severely underachieved the year prior, and he and they were underachieving for basically the first half of the season, <laughs> and yeah. then all of a sudden yeah. they turned a switch. It became one of the best teams in the NBA, probably the best defensive team in the league. They made it all the way to the NBA Finals, and they lost to a team that is a dynasty. So there's no shame in losing to Golden State. And yeah, I mean, Udoka, in terms of a first-year job, it would have been hard to do much better. It was literally yeah. two games away from perfection, and I don't know like of many examples he, he in had, history that were better. Yeah, and he, he had two legitimate NBA superstars with Brown and Tatum. It's the best. It's honestly the best job in the league in terms of head coaching positions. The Celtics, in my opinion, are the is the best job. Yeah. To Joe Mazzulla went from what a G League coach to he, he was number sitting three coach the, of the year. The, 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 he was not even the first row. Like he was in the uh-huh. second row, guys. Yeah, and he went from yeah coaching like D two West Virginia to like being he was an a, the main Celtics coach at one point. And yeah, I mean, he was not the top assistant because the top assistant, Will Hardy, got hired by Utah, he, uh, Utah before. Right. And yeah, now he's, now all of a sudden he's the head coach. Uh-huh. And yeah, finished so put, third in coach of the year voting because of how good the Celtics were this year. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, it's credit to him for being in that position. It's yeah. I don't want to downplay. Position. Yeah. I mean, but obviously it, things could have gone horribly, but I also don't want to sit here and say that like Joe Missoula is, is like w- this amazing wizard. coach because yeah. Right. Like we don't know that yet. So yeah. I don't even know if we'll ever know that, <laughs> but I mean, I guess if he's the head coach for a long time, but mm-hmm. I mean, for Ime to, to do that stuff is pretty bad on him because he, he he had to sleep around with someone in the Celtics building. Like first of all, at all, like he, he has Neil Long as a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Neil Long is was his fiance or whatever you want to call it, uh, partner. And for him to one sleep around when being with someone like that is already bad enough. But then to do it of all places with another woman or women in the Celtics building is just absurd. Uh, and and then the- you tack on like some of the rumors about like beyond just like a, a consensual affair and like some of the sexual harassment yeah, that stuff too. that just, just makes it like even worse where it's like at, at that point, okay, is this not just like a case of him making a bad decision, but also being like a really horrible person. And that to me would be someone Which is who why you probably shouldn't be even, hired. Yeah. This right. Is even a good move, even though basketball wise, his one year with the Celtics as a head coach, he certainly proved that he was good enough for the job. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a weird one to kind of 
talk about, but his name it, literally within what, like six weeks of being fired, essentially suspended by the Celtics. He was being connected to the Nets job after they fired Steve Nash. And then every opening that's come up, he's been listed as a name, whether it was the Raptors, you know, the Rockets were a team right away. It was Yudoka would have interest and they, they scooped him up. And for, for Houston, they could end up winning the lottery, getting Victor Weminyama, Maybe James Harden decides he wants to come back to Houston, and yeah, all of a that, sudden the Rockets are a playoff team, and it's like, whoa, credit to Udoka for turning this team around. Yeah, the Rockets are just, are a poorly run organization, but you can also look at their roster and say, hey, they have Jabari Smith, Jalen Green, and then they'll have uh, another lottery pick, whether it's Wembenyama or someone else. Yeah, Scoot Henderson, Brandon draft. Miller. They'll have yeah. three young, really good players, and there are rumors about Harden and Kyrie going to Houston next year. If if Harden and or Kyrie go to Houston next year, what is the over under on uh dysfunction in Houston? Whether it's someone <laughs> getting fired or suspended or just something stupid happening? If because if it's Kyrie and uh, it's definitely it feel over. inevitable. They'd be an easy team it, to dislike. That's for sure. They, it, it would be it'd be bad before it even starts. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be. It would be a wild turnaround for, for the Rockets, whereas like they could have gone in a different direction. They could have hired Nick Nurse, and they could have just ran with this young team, but instead they could end up, like you said, with Yudoka and one of Harden or Kyrie. So such an odd situation, because I remember Matt Barnes, he said that this what he did was not good. This is Matt Barnes we're talking about. Matt Barnes, who, <laughs> uh, who had... I think that- who had like half dozen off the court issues. Yeah, and that was the point where I think most of us are like, okay, this is actually serious. Like this needs to be like we can't be saying, "Oh, why did the Celtics do this?" like not defending that move anymore. So It's crazy that we yeah. we, we don't we we kind of know what have happened or what was going on, but at the same time we also kind of don't. Mhm. Yeah, I mean the fact that Too he was hired this quickly makes it seem like it's less of a, a big deal than some kind of made it out to be, but, but also Deshaun how much Watson of that is under- also has the right? richest, most most guaranteed uh, money in NFL history, and he's a predatory perv. Yeah, I know <laughs> it, it's a thing that we see all the time across sports. Is you know the ability to you know win games and make money is going to get some of these people that have questionable pasts. It's not rewarded. even a player; it's a coach too. <laughs> uh-huh. pl- players in that league, I think, have way more impact than coaching does. Yeah, oh, I I totally agree on that. So, I think um, it'll be interesting to see what else comes out of this. Um, you know, where where Houston goes from here, but ultimately, the Rockets are focused on the NBA draft and the NBA playoffs are uh, you know very much in full swing at this point with the first round uh, four games in and. Uh, really, I want to talk about both the NBA and the NHL somewhat together just to kind of tie in the Celtics and the Bruins. We can kind of start off with the Celtics a little, up 3-1 to one against the Hawks. Another kind of breaking news right before we recorded, Deontay Murray officially suspended for Game 5 for making contact with an official after the game. This feels all but over. If, if, this, game, if this series goes beyond five games, then there is a reason uh, for concern. I'll be pissed if it goes more than five games. And I even felt that way after game three where look I didn't want them to lose a game but if you lose one game tops like look because that game three Atlanta sh- shot the lights out Trey Young mm-hmm. got hot that's what we said if, if Atlanta yeah, that was going to take, take a, a Trey Young performance of and really the rest of the team just the Hawks scored 130 missing. points right Wait. <laughs> like that's what it took it took them scoring 130 points to win a game 
Yeah, it was it was something crazy. High. Yeah, one thirty to one twenty two. So like that, like that's how I always looked at it. Was Atlanta would just have to catch fire and just outscore the Celtics? Which, I, which for is one why game. I wasn't really that mad about them losing a game. But if you lose two, uh, I'll I'll be pissed. Especially since Game Five is obviously at home. And, and no Murray. Yeah, and then no Deontay Murray. So it's really really just Trey Young and. You know some scrubs. I don't want to say they're all scrubs. Like Bogdanovich nah, I mean, the, is pretty good. John Collins yeah. was good years ago, but now he's <laughs> he's definitely taking a step back. The Hawks are a talented team in terms of like some of the individual players, but we spent all that time talking about the Timberwolves. Atlanta's in a pretty similar situation. They didn't give up quite as much for Deontay Murray as the Timberwolves oh, did for Rudy Gobert, but they made that move only to go from the eight seed to the seven seed. Right. Two teams with plenty of talent that were playoff teams last year. Atlanta was a playoff team last year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They were yeah. a playoff team. They they got in and, and, and through they the ba- playing tournament again. Yeah. So. They both make big trades and they both pretty much end up in the same spot. Yeah. Yeah. More or less same exact spot. And uh, Atlanta, just the wildest stat for like 35 games in a row. They were never more or less than a game above or below 500. Like they would. That's wild. Wow. Yeah. It was insane. They were always like they'd win two games and they'd lose one. And then they, you know, they'd win and lose just like basically alternating for. So you're saying the two, only consistent thing about their team is their inconsistency. Yes. Yeah. More or less. So it would be bad for the, the Celtics to, to mess around here. They're 13 point favorites for game five. I would like to think they can win by that many. So uh, definitely feeling good about the Celtics. And um, now it's really, you know, obviously got to take care of business here, but it's looking forward to another playoff series with the Philadelphia 76ers in the second round. Yeah. And now Embiid is hurt too. And- yeah. Which it sucks. I don't want the Celtics to go down a path where they're just beating teams without their star players, whether and it's you know, and Giannis, Embiid and the Sixers. We've yeah. already. Like, so uh, the, the other two best teams in the East, arguably, have their their best players are dealing with... MVP candidates. Like, yeah, two, yeah, two of the three MVP candidates are dealing with some pretty, uh, pretty serious injuries. Yeah, and... Um, it would be. I want the Sixers to be at full. You want to see a good ta- series. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I want to see. Or, or I'd see love what, to see the Celtics beat up on a fully see healthy what they're Sixers like at team. their best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's like that'll just be a talking point where it's like, oh well, if Embiid was healthy, this is a different series. You know, we'll never well, know. Well, the way you're talking right now, you could you could say that for like all the series right now. There's oh, so the Clippers, many injuries, if they had yeah. Kawhi and Paul George, it could have been uh, a series. Oh, if uh, we'll go on more about them later. Yeah, but. yeah I mean, I, you know, I, I did want to kind of like spend a little bit of time on the Bruins. But yeah, I guess we're getting too far ahead of ourselves. Let's table this real quickly because I do want to connect them just for like one brief moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boston Bruins, same thing. Every other night for you, it's like Celtics Bruins. And both of these teams have very much have finals expectations. Uh, Celtics after going to the finals last year, Bruins after setting NHL records for best regular season in terms of points and wins. Uh, for, I don't know, two days, there was reason to be concerned about the Bruins getting blown out at home in game two. But after winning two in Sunrise, it feels like the Bruins are also like the Celtics in a very good spot. Of there was no panic at all. No, there was none. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, so I'm like... Uh, yeah. So be, on on a serious note, like unlike the Celtics losing a game, yeah, there there was there was some panic with the Bruins because we know with the history with the Bruins where 
they'll make they'll make deep runs, but you're waiting for the inevitable shoot a drop and <laughs> waiting for them to break your heart. And that's typically what has that's typically the the Bruins uh fandom experience has been uh, for my life and really anyone's life i guess <laughs> if you're a bruins fan no matter yeah, what they when went you like were born. F- when they won in 2011 that was their first win since 72 72 right? yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah so even though the bruins have had this all this amazing success you see them losing game two at home it's a tie tied in the series and they lost convincingly too uh so mm-hmm. yeah six to two four goals in the third period so like really ended on a sour note Oh, it was just brutal too. And look, even though they won Game One, I would make the case that for the first two games, I don't want to say the better team, the better team is the Bruins, of course. But who played better, in my opinion, the first two games combined, I would say Florida, because even the the game that they won in Game One, I feel like for the first forty minutes of that game, Florida they, they had much better, they had more shots on goal, they had better high danger chances than the Bruins did. It's just that all Mark has been. Outside of game two, which I really wouldn't put on him that much, he's been very, very good. And yeah, what, and that was a big question kind of coming into this was he, was he going to keep it up? And I mean, he's very much continued to be the best. He's he's looking goalie. he's not a hundred percent, but I, the fact that three of these four games he's he's been he's been pretty awesome. It's a great sign because you know the last goaltender we've had, anytime he was not hundred percent, he was he was out, and you couldn't trust the guy in Tuca, but when it comes to Olmark, he's definitely not 100%, but, and the coach, Jim Montgomery, he's even talked about that he's thought about putting in Swayman in game four, or just even at points in the middle of games, but. He did play in game four. Yeah, but so. that's because Olmark got in a fight with <laughs> Kachuk, who's a clown. Uh-huh. Uh, not I mean, a Olmark's Kachuk been fan. great so far. Yeah, so you're not a Kachuk fan now? Because you oh, were a week come ago. On, no. <laughs> I can see why people hate him now. Yeah, he's. I mean, he, no, he's a really good player, definitely a good goal scorer. But I mean, that performance in Game Four that was, uh, I was, he was a clown in that game. It, it was a wild thing. Yeah. So I, you, you like randomly texted me something yeah. about the game, and I was like, uh, I was, uh, I was texting, <laughs> I was texting uh, multiple people, like like a few people uh, uh-huh. that just we're friends with <laughs> copied and pasted the wrong name yeah exactly uh, yeah but I, as I, I told you i was like i i mean i'm watching the game on mute basically like i was more focused on the nba the the king's warriors partially because the bruins were up i was watching big. that too don't worry <laughs> yeah so i was like I, I saw some things i'd look up and i saw like what was happening but like i didn't see any of like what led to it all of a sudden it was just like <laughs> the goalie is like in a fight basically just like this wild moment uh right at the end of the game and yeah, it, it was and, over at that in the, point in the, but. in the beginning of the game at the end of the first period he cross-checked hathaway uh and and it wasn't a good play and luckily he got a minor penalty for it and the bruins took advantage on the power play as well yeah so kachuk start to finish like not even just that one thing with all mark like even in the beginning of the game he was doing things that were not uh <laughs> were not great <laughs> yeah so i think having a player like that is good in some ways like just a guy who's just like they're they're he, really good he's player. Their best player yeah he really I mean, is. he's a great player but he he's like i don't know if I guess maybe a little dirty in in some ways he might be kind of like a Brad Marchand like player where it's like you love him if he's on your team you hate him if he's on another team and it's one of those where you can acknowledge the talent but also be like all right fuck this guy like he's obnoxious I get 
I, I kind of see that. I guess there's too much bias for me, I'll admit. But at least for Marsh, there, there are different points in their career. Like Marshan's in his 30s. Definitely a veteran guy. Yeah, but even just like looking back to like past Martian, like I feel like he hasn't really been a story since like because Martian has done a good job of avoiding the 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 stupid stuff that's happened in this. Yeah, he's he's definitely maturing at this point. No, yeah, he's absolutely (laughs) matured more. Uh, He'll he'll still do that do that occasionally, but he's definitely cleaned up that part of his game more. Yeah, I don't remember last time he licked a player. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so. No, I, I mean I could see it. It's just that there are two; they're both at different points in their career. Like maybe Kachuk will mature more, but as of right now, I I don't I don't like him. Uh, but but he's been their best player in this series because Barkov has been completely invisible, and oh my god, their goaltending sucks so bad too. Yeah, they have three guys they could throw out there that like you'd want to believe in, and none of them are good. Yeah, the 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 Lion King there, he he had some moments in the first couple games where he looked mm-hmm. half decent, but but yeah, at g- game three he wasn't great, and then Bobrovsky, wow, ten million dollars down the drain. It's got to be one of the worst signings ever. I remember when that happened, and it was like, oh, like the Panthers, like they got goaltending now, they're gonna be awesome, and he's just has not pretty much since he signed with us 17 and 30 uh playoff record that's that's not good that's not gonna get it done (laughs) no no not at all so uh, i guess you know kind of tying the celtics and bruins together here so i I had this thought after game two i wasn't sure where things would go when the series shifted to florida obviously things are looking much better right now than they did a few nights ago but what would you rather have happen the Celtics win the NBA Finals. Like this year's Celtics team win the NBA Finals, or this year's Bruins team make it out of the first round. <laughs> like basically mean? saying, like, would the Celtics winning the Finals make up for the Bruins having like one of the biggest failures ever after an amazing regular season? I don't know, because uh, I'd like to think the Celtics have a longer run in them in terms of winning it all whether if it's this year or next year or whatever. <laughs> but I don't know about the Bruins. <laughs> like, the Bruins, I've said this dozens of times, that it's it's going to come to end at some point. And they have several player, several veteran guys in their team, like Bergeron, like Marchand, like Krejci. And, and I, look, when it comes to the Celtics, when they lost their one game in Game 3, I was like, whatever. Uh, but, like I mentioned already, with the Bruins, when they lost Game 2, it was, it was definitely some panic because they're mm-hmm. going – you know they're going to game three tied at one, and there's all this uncertainty. And Bergeron was out, Krejci was a healthy scratch, and it's like, wow, these are like two of our, like at least Bergeron is one of their best players, but maybe not Krejci at this point. But they're two veteran guys who've been here for a while, and it's like, what, what is this team gonna look like without those guys? And they look, for, at least against Florida, like maybe not, like that can't be the case versus other teams. Like they'll definitely need those guys back, but it showed that they're still a very good team even without them. Uh, I know that's, I know I'm kind of avoiding the question, but, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like, I want to see it. I want to see a championship. Like, so, so what was the question again? Would I rather see the Celtics? Would you rather, yeah. Would you rather, basically, would you rather see the Celtics win the NBA finals or the Bruins not lose, you know, make it out of the first round, not lose right away? Like would a Celtics, (laughs) okay. I guess at what point? Would it be like you want to see the Bruins get further? I don't know. I mean, if you're if you're forcing me to pick between the two, who would I rather see win it all? Like just straight up that, like who would I rather yeah. see win it all this year? The Celtics or Bruins? The Bruins. That's what I figured. Yeah. So so that's what I, I guess I, I could see why you worded the question like uh, that because the Bruins. 
<laughs> yeah, being yeah. like, you know, the Bruins losing the first round would suck. Like, absolutely. Uh, and, oh, for sure. That would that would be uh-huh. horrible. Like, still can happen. Like, so look, it could. when it comes You're to right. when it comes to the Celtics versus the Hawks, uh, I, that's in the bag. Like, I, maybe it's a question of whether they'll cover the spread or not at thirteen. I don't. I have I no doubt so. in my mind that they'll win. But uh-huh. but I still think the Panthers have a slight chance of. Uh, they have a better shot of being the Bruins and the Hawks being the Celtics. I yeah, I would completely agree. I think in hockey, it's like never over until mm-hmm. it's over. Right. Uh, you know, it is one of the sports where it's much easier for underdogs. Uh, to yeah, and you know how, off. like I said, I'd rather see the Bruins win the Celtics if I had to pick between the two. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you've I think you've witnessed me like be really heartbroken about the Bruins. I have. Like, I'm like yeah. I'm like really it really hurts me when they lose. Uh-huh. Um the Celtics, I mean the Celtics what what, what are the most heartbreaking lo- game 7 versus the Lakers? Yeah, in that 2010. was that was the worst. That was the like obviously the worst in our lifetime. Yeah. I had like, a you know huge that Lakers team was better. The, the, the Celtics lost Perkins in game 6. Mm-hmm. Um like that wasn't the same team like it was in 20 like 2008 was a wagon. The yeah, well, I mean, that 2018 was, was awesome. Yeah, the 2010 team was not the same, even though it was very good. Uh, mm-hmm. and, then, and then, like, what, they lost to LeBron in Game 7 with the... In, without, in 2012, without, yeah, I think those, like, blowing the 3-2 lead, losing at home in Game 6, and then losing in Miami in Game 7 sucked, but it wasn't as it's much like LeBron of, it was had like, amazing performance. Yeah, right? You know what's funny? So I was, said LeBron Game 7. There are two different examples. One's the 2012, where, Le, where then, LeBron has that amazing Game 6, but the other one I was talking about was Game 7. In 2018, right? Yeah. It's like those are yeah, bad. I mean, like, but those those are things I can. Those are easy get overs. Yeah, like, I mean, oh, those wow, were more. The Celtics would have like, gotten their ass kicked versus Golden State. If yeah, they, just won. they were they were as much like upset about the Celtics losing as just you know LeBron going back to the finals for me. I was like, I don't know which one I'm more upset about. Right. So, but, but the Bruins, like, oh my god, two two goals in 17 seconds. They were a minute away from Game Seven, but then all of a sudden, a minute later, they lost the Stanley Cup. Insane. I had to drive around Nashua for like two hours. <laughs> Uh-huh. See Kenny, I, I saw Kenny at a Seven Eleven at like one in the morning. <laughs> He's I like, "What are you doing here?" Like, I'm story. still trying to get over the loss. Uh, what was he and then, doing and then, there? And then, and then, just even worse was Game Seven versus the Blues. Yeah, the Blues just getting like blown out like that. Yeah, too. it's one thing to lose to a, a dynasty like the Blackhawks, but then to lose mm-hmm. to lose Game Seven at your on on home ice versus the Blues, who are yes, they were good and. uh elite defensive team but they've been irrelevant ever since yeah they've been they've been i which i i knew that was gonna happen (laughs) like i knew Uh they just suck after that yeah so i guess you know from my perspective just thinking back to last year i took the penguins losing to the rangers really hard and going into the series like you say oh the penguins took the rangers seven games oh cool like you know way better it's than game I expected. seven in overtime yeah and especially blowing a three to one lead and losing because Sidney crosby goes out with a concussion and you're starting like a, a journeyman minor league goaltender it, it was just like it was a really frustrating feeling like wow like this team could have maybe gone on a big run um and it, it definitely took away from the Celtics run for me, where it's just like, I wish that I had both of these things going on at the same time. And the Penguins losing in the first round hurt more than the Celtics losing the finals, because to me, the Celtics going to the finals was like, and losing the Warriors, okay, like that felt like an overachievement compared to you know where the team was and some of my own expectations. So um, that, one, that one really hurt. Like that, that might be the, the hardest one, actually. 
No, Game 7 versus the Lakers is the hardest. But I think that one's the second hardest for me because... It, it, Look, it, they were they were up two to one, and they were on the brink of winning Game Four, being up three. Yeah. Uh huh. But and they really could have, if they won that game, they really could. Um, I mean, we've seen three to one Would have. being blown yeah. uh, uh, before, usually but, by Golden State, but. right? Coincidentally, but they would have really had them uh, on the brink if they won Game Four. So one, so when Golden State won Game Four, it's like wow, like the series is really in Golden State. That was now. that was a huge letdown at the time. Yeah, and like. And, it, <laughs> They they ran out of gas. The Celtics mm-hmm. did, and it's, it sucks because I I truly believe that they were the better team uh, entering that that series. Just given that it, I, like, I, take out Curry, like Clay and Clay Clay Thompson. I almost said Claymond. <laughs> uh, Clay Thompson <laughs> is certainly not the same player, and then Draymond is. I, I liked them a lot. I no, I'm I, I'm a Draymond fan, which is I'm certainly in the minority there, uh, but. He's certainly not the same player either uh, as he was, you know, like in 2016. Still a good defensive player, but doesn't provide really a lot <laughs> offensively. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it for me as well is just I've always been a huge Steph Curry fan. I was yeah, I Steph rooted Curry for the Warriors like over the Cavs every year. So for me, it was just like, all right, if the Celtics are going to lose, like I'm fine losing the Warriors. Losing the Rangers specifically, like just the way that series played right. out, that was when like there's just a who, lot of factors that went into it. When you factor in who they lose to, it, it def it's definitely a factor. Like I said, the 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 loss to the Blues was way worse than the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they yeah. both sucked no, totally in their own ways how they lost, but but it factors. It, it's definitely a factor on who you lose to. Uh-huh. Yeah, like if the Celtics lose in the NBA Finals to the Nuggets, you can be like, well. I like Jokic, you know. It, I guess like, it would kind of right, suck because like, it's like but that would should really be the suck. Like, that, that would but be, then that'd be worse than losing the Golden State, like Golden State, like like the Blackhawks, a dynasty. But uh, but like if the Bruins lose to the Maple Leafs in the next round, oh that would God. be the worst thing ever. Oh, that'd be awful. Just that choking team. I mean, look, they're up two to one now. I I think Toronto could win the series. Like I picked. The only reason why I picked Tampa was because we've seen it a million times with Toronto, and uh-huh. then I, like I mentioned, who would I rather play? I'd rather play Toronto. So, which means Tampa's probably gonna win. <laughs> no, I, I, I totally get it. After Game One, it was like, oh man, the Maple right. Leafs. This is game, gonna be yeah, bad. Yeah, Game One. Here we go again. No, I expect Toronto to. I expected them to make a comeback. I didn't think they'd be. Uh, go from losing it, seven to three to winning seven to two. Right, this is I didn't a ex- wild turnaround. But yeah, I didn't expect them to be. Yeah, I didn't expect that, I guess, but I expect them to make a comeback. Like, that doesn't surprise me at all. When it comes to Toronto, they lose in the most, like, <laughs> they lose in the funniest way possible. Like, the worst kind of choke job. Like, game seven oh, on always. your home ice, all that uh-huh. stuff. Yeah, like, blowing a three to one lead to a Canadians team a couple years ago that had no business oh, in the playoffs. Too. I forgot. <laughs> they ended up going to Stanley Cup finals anyway, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Toronto Maple Leafs, like, it, you are waiting for something bad to happen with that team, but. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, going up two to one in Tampa, like it feels like they're in a good spot to finally at least make it out of the first round. So yeah, they they made moves uh, on their team that that definitely improved their chances. Like especially O'Reilly. Yeah, I mean, he's been a factor yep. on their team. You know, so that adding a a winner like that, it, it, it definitely favors Toronto more. You, at the same time, you st- you still look in the back of your mind that they're gonna choke it away, but I think it's a much more even matchup than it has been in past years where. You know, Tampa, like, it, it, their run has to end at some point, and then Toronto, like they're on the rise, like even if it's just a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we should just stick with hockey 
and wrap it up before going back to basketball. <laughs> we have a good momentum going here. I guess just like sticking in the East. The Islanders suck. I didn't yeah, realize it, that they were that yeah, bad. Yeah, I, I kind of regret saying, well, I guess it doesn't matter. The Bruins are up 3-1, to one, but yeah, the uh-huh. Islanders are not as good as they thought they'd be. No, and like they, they've been terrible. Like terrible. They looked fine at times in game three they ended up winning that one pretty easily but they also they scored two empty net goals not like they had five legitimate goals against Carolina and the, the Hurricanes like their goaltending has been better than most years but I still don't think anti Rana is like Vasilevsky level so no. no I mean Islanders they also can't even get a shot off like in game one they had like a 10 minute stretch in the third period yeah, they're, they're down a goal a where they didn't get team. a shot they just annoy no. me from past years where like, even if they're not the most elite offensively skilled team they can win grind out two to one games and mm-hmm. so that's why i took them seriously but we cer- certainly took them too seriously <laughs> yeah I, no, it, so it doesn't change my 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 thought on carolina but if carol i'm just going to assume they advance right mm-hmm. if they advance to the next round they'll play either new jersey or new york if they beat one of those two teams but especially the rangers then then i'll certainly take them really really seriously but yeah i agree with that i mean my, my take on this series like carolina new york is it's more about the islanders being terrible than the hurricanes being great so yeah. um but yeah i mean the rangers going up 2-0 and then losing game three at home was like okay this is more of a series than it looked like it was with those first two games i still like the rangers chances there um but yeah i mean the islanders being bad it's like in i'm Overall, I'm happier that the Penguins just missed the playoffs because it forced them to clean house and like you know take a hard look at this team going in the next year. But it's also like I'd like to think that those guys could have put up a little better fight than what New York has been doing. Like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, week um, eighteen. Was I really rooting for the Patriots to make the playoffs, or was I not? <laughs> yeah, right. No, like, I, oh, I Matt totally... Patricia, offensive coordinator. Uh, we made the playoffs. See, this <laughs> works. Like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> right, I know, and that's part of me is like, oh, I. I mean, with the the Sealy's keeping Matt Canada, you know, right. I'll talk about him later. But uh, yeah, I mean, regardless, though, like I thought I would be more upset about not having Penguins hockey to watch. But who cares about the Penguins? The Pirates are going to the World Series. <laughs> they've been the best team in the National League, so they've kept me occupied for now. We'll we'll see how long that lasts. But I've definitely been enjoying their little run, sixteen and seven, uh, best record in the NL right now. So. Um, I guess talking about the Western Conference, though, I filling out that NHL playoff racket has made me an actual Oilers fan. Like I and I hate it because all the games start at 1030. So I just I'm not even staying up to watch this team. But then I'm like sad the next morning when I see they blew a big lead and lost an overtime to the Kings or whatever devastating way they lose. I know they did come back in game four, but yeah, game four, they needed to win that game and they were not, <laughs> uh, no, they were they're down, down three, three nothing. Right? Yeah, three yeah, nothing. I, mean, I thought it was for, I thought it was over. Uh, but yeah, it's a good thing. Edmonton came back in that game, but it gives yeah, me, that- I, I still think they can beat the Kings. <laughs> I expected uh-huh. that to be a close series. I I still think they can beat the Kings, but it still gives me a pause that like it's still in there. There are there are definitely some skill players on their team more than past years, but I I still feel like it still feels like a two man show and really really one man show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the Oilers are a team that I never rooted for. Like, I would always root against them, whether it's missing the playoffs or just losing the playoffs. And I think for the longest time, it was just, like, gripping on to this idea that Sidney Crosby is still the best player in the NHL. Connor McDavid hadn't passed him. At this point, I, I fully acknowledge that McDavid is a guy. And I think 
I just picked him for whatever reason to to go to no, the Stanley Cup Finals for the season. So, the, the, no, the Oilers are definitely a popular team. I was certainly lower than consensus, but I, I don't blame you for picking them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, really, most of these series are just completely wide open right now. Like they they're the handful that are three to one. All four games tonight are two to one series. So you know, we we yeah, could Col- end up Col- like last year Col- with Colorado, five Seattle, game sevens. I, I would not. Uh, I, I don't. I don't give that one much thought. I still think Colorado wins in five. Kraken have put up a fight. Yeah, the, the fact the fact they're in the, the playoffs. I know the I know the Golden Knights made it all the way to the cup, but the Kraken were. Uh, they're 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 kind of in the same spot where like they don't have a lot of good players in their team. So the fact that they even made the playoffs is really an amazing accomplishment. I and but the fact that they're playing Colorado of all teams, I I still don't give. They won game one, so but <laughs> uh-huh. I I don't I don't take them seriously. No, no, I I don't either. I I do think Colorado's going to you know end up polishing them off, but it is cool. Uh, I think like Seattle has very much embraced having a hockey team. Just like seeing shots of the crowd for that first playoff game on Saturday night was really cool. So uh, definitely a team to watch for moving forward. And yeah, I mean I'm I'm still going to continue to to keep up with the hockey playoffs and still excited for some of these games. Uh, definitely won't be staying up just for hockey. If I'm staying up, it's for the NBA and no, even that the, the stretch. Bo- oh. The fact you get both of them is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love this time of year. So I guess anything else on the NHL or do you no? Like the other it? series are close and they can go either way, but like there's not a lot of talking points on them. Yeah, I could tell you very little about Minnesota Dallas. Like I've seen like you know a couple overtime games. Like yeah, it's, I mean, it seems I, entertaining, but <laughs> entertaining. But like I'm not gonna geek out over any either of those teams either. Yeah, so I guess going back to the NBA, we we're talking about Celtics Sixers and just like the Celtics potential path. Um, Giannis is supposedly playing game four tonight, so uh, that should yeah, be an promising. interesting one I expected series. them to be back for the series, but I also expected them to not play game two. It was, it was a little surprised. I thought he'd play game three, though. So I thought fact, so, too. So the fact that he's been out two games, it's definitely probably a hairline fracture, if I'm just totally mm-hmm. guessing, in, in his back. It, sure. Either way, it's concerning that when your best player is out and you're losing two to one in the series yeah i know because i mean that it should change things if Giannis is actually like you know close to fully healthy we saw how dominant the bucks were in game two but then game three miami ended up just winning I, a that was surprising so. after game two and seeing how the bucks looked even without Giannis, like all right like they'll still be fine like nope no issues even i i where I still thought, hey, like they'll win the series even if they don't have Giannis. But then Game Three happens, like, oh, <laughs> well, maybe they do need Giannis back then. Yeah, so I I think that with Giannis back, I like the Bucks' chances. But I'll say whoever wins Game Four is my pick at this point to win the series. If Miami goes up three to one, even with a healthy Giannis, I think they I, still find a way to win one more game. Yeah, and if I, Milwaukee can even it up, you know, they got home court for the last three. So. I I would agree with that too. Yeah. Um, and then I, so I will say that I really appreciate that the Knicks are good right now. Like, I, I think I, it's fun. I, I think I tell, it's fun. I like I, it. No, I, I, a hundred percent agree. Like, I don't care. Like, I know, I know the Knicks are the New York team, and, but people love the Knicks no matter yeah. how bad they are. Like they're, that's a real fan base. Like it oh, sucks yeah. that they don't have a like legit horrible star. owner i mean who's their who's their best player is it 
like like Randall Julius or Brunson. Randall. Yeah, I mean Jalen Brunson. Honestly, like you and I were both kind of critical of like how much they paid for him, but right. but he's actually been good. Turned out to be one of the best moves any team made. <laughs> and back to back years, you know, Jalen Brunson is probably gonna beat Donovan Mitchell in the first round last year in the West, this year in the East, and it is wild to think that Brunson was in some ways a consolation prize to Mitchell. And yeah, and then Mitchell. The fact that he's on the other team and they're about to lose is and not is playing odd. well. Yeah, like the it's very disappointing uh, with how things have played out for Cleveland because I, I don't think this series is over. Cavs could win Game Five and then go break the Knicks' hearts in Game Six and win Game Seven at home. Like that absolutely could still happen. But right now, does not look great. Um, Knicks, like that New York fan base, like the Yankees are the most popular team that plays in New York, but the Knicks are the most popular team among New Yorkers. Is that that's basically what I have gathered from anyone who is from New York? They talk about it. They say the Knicks. They say basketball. Uh, like that's just like the easiest sport to play when you're like in the middle of like a you know a concrete jungle. So I think that's what makes them so popular. And uh, I will say it would be a very Knicks thing for them to like you know, win this series in five games. They're coming in hot, playing an eight seed in the second round. Knicks are going to the Eastern Conference Finals, and, and then they lose. just lose to Miami. <laughs> that would be such a Knicks thing. That would so, be. Yeah. Uh, that's like Mets. I, that's like Mets kind yeah, of Yeah, right? right there. Yeah. No, I mean, that's almost any New York sports team. Like, that. that's kind of what it, what it feels like with them. Pretty much anyone but the Yankees. So, uh, it would be really cool, though, for like a Celtics-Knicks, Boston-New York Eastern Conference Finals. And um, possibly I, I would definitely Bruins-Rangers. True, that could happen in, in literally both of them. That, that would be insane. Another example of I'd feel much better about the basketball situation than the hockey one. Uh-huh. Where if it were Celtics Knicks, like I would feel very good about the Celtics chances. But then if it were Bruins Rangers, I would feel very fearful that uh, <laughs> it could be a seven game, uh, you know, nerve wracking series. That would be wild too, because Boston have home court in both of those series. Yeah. So, oh, so like they'd line up the same way, where it's like, all right, one night TD Garden is yeah. The Celtics, Celtics play Tuesday, but the Bruins, Bruins. play Wednesday. Yeah, and then it goes to New York, and MSG is the same thing, alternating between you know hockey and basketball. That, you that get so be, many cool time lapse videos out of it. That would be wild. Yeah, I mean, I think it's wild how you had a Kings game on Friday night. Clippers on Saturday afternoon, Lakers. Lakers on Saturday night, Kings game on Sunday night, like just that's Staples Center, Crypto.com Arena. Still gonna call it they're, Staples. They're they're, <laughs> they're putting in work. Uh, hopefully, definitely. hopefully the the people who work at the, the stadiums they get paid big bucks because it's a big day a lot of effort yeah it is it's wild how they're doing that it's like they just they don't have a choice like that was how they had to throw together the schedule because all three of those teams are lower seeds in their series so their home court just lines up your home ice lines up in the same way so um yeah i mean i guess western conference speaking of the the clippers though i thought that series would be so much more entertaining the Suns Clippers won. I I I picked the Suns. I'd imagine I'd imagine most people did, but uh, the fact that it's three to one, Kawhi is now out too, along with Paul George. Just that's a lot of the NBA series this year so far. Uh, I, I feel like I've been really disappointing. Look, there, there are ones where it's like already over before it even starts. Like Celtics Hawks is a waste of time. Yeah, I know the Timberwolves. I know the Timberwolves won yesterday, but who cares? Like the like that's a waste of time too. Yeah, and they tried to blow a twelve point lead. I know, <laughs> but there are other series 
in the in the league were like like Suns Clippers, or I thought it'd be a lot more intriguing, but it's it's inevitable that the Suns are going to win Game Five, and then the probably the best series of all of them, Kings Warriors. The I'm even at, even when the Kings made a too low lead, I still thought the Warriors would win in six, which could easily still happen. But I didn't think it'd happen this way, where De'Aaron Fox is now hurt. And he's out yeah, for the broken finger. Uh, yeah, he, most likely not playing game five. Yeah, most likely not playing game five. And then game six, even if you have him, it's back in Golden State. And mm-hmm. just, yeah, and if you have him, he's playing with his fingers taped together yeah, or that, whatever. Yeah, so yeah, so I, I it's just, not I, promising. I would still pick the Warriors no matter what, but the Kings definitely have. I guess they still have a shot too, but they really they had a legitimate shot. I guess they were they so close to going up three to one. Yeah, they, yeah. Harris, if Harrison Barnes makes that last shot, it's a three to one series. Ultimate like redemption arc for him too. I know. Just <laughs> seven years later, after uh, you know, basically being released for uh, Kevin for just Durant. not being as nearly as good as Kevin Durant. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean that that that's kind of tough to see. Also, Seth Curry got bailed out big time with his timeout with no timeouts left. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that, that's that's been a fun series. Like you said, Clippers Suns. You know, we'll, we'll always have that you know vintage Kawhi in those first two games. It's, I feel like the the like the Vince McMahon video, but yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, and then the last one, the, the Lakers and the Grizzlies. And I'm rooting for Memphis, but I I when they lose because they're going to lose at this point. I'm I'm convinced of it. Like I'm j- they're just gonna continue to hate them. Because oh, like, they're I, I, such an unlikable team. Oh, they're so so unlikable. I don't like the Grizzlies. I don't care. I know the Lakers are the biggest rivals. I don't care. I <laughs> I, w- I want the Lakers to. When Dylan Brooks said all the the stupid shit that he was talking about, I I wanted LeBron to score forty. He didn't, but they got off to mm-hmm. a hot start in that game, uh, in the in the first quarter. But I and the the Grizzlies got off to the exact opposite because Dylan Brooks. Yeah, he, he Brooks, tried to play offense. Three for thirteen and only nineteen minutes played. They scored nine points in the first quarter. Yeah, he's a clown. At least Jaw is good. <laughs> like, like I don't like Jaw uh, Morant, but at least he's an awesome player. Oh yeah, player. He, he was awesome in garbage time on yeah. Saturday night with twenty two straight points. But yeah. and then of course for Dylan Brooks to not have comments after the game, like after getting thrown out after everything he was talking beforehand, like people hate him. In oh, that I, I don't he's, like him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not a huge fan of him. And it's just like the Grizzlies used to be such a, a fun, likable team, like the grit and grind era with Zach Randolph and Marcus Gasol and Mike Conley. And this team is just they're they're not anymore. That's a throwback. But but that was but no, even though they weren't a great team, those were likable players. And yeah. Mike, Mike Conley is still in the league, but yeah, I, I don't I don't like the Grizzlies and I, I hope the Lakers what is it at now? It's two to one. It's two to one. Yeah, yeah. two to one. We'll see. I mean, it, I think the Lakers are going to win Game Four to go up three to one. So yeah, in- inevitable. At least I think. Uh, assuming mm-hmm. they win Game Three, though, like maybe maybe Ja can carry them to, to a victory in Game Four, but we'll see. Yeah. I hope I hope the Grizzlies lose though. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, it's it's gonna be really interesting to see how a couple of those series do play out from here. It does feel like Lakers Warriors. Yeah, Lakers. That's another thing. Lakers Warriors would be an awesome series. Mm Yeah, Steph and LeBron. Yep, yep. With uh, you know, Nuggets Suns is like that. That's one where (laughs) that's a little bit of a let. Yeah, that one's not as intriguing. Um, I I would root for the 
I don't know who I'd root for. I mean, the Suns, I I believe in more than the Nuggets. Yeah, oh, I definitely think Phoenix would win that series. And I think it's just another, like, oh, playoff failure for Denver. Like, can't make it to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. But I think it just comes down to just having a bad draw in the second round. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'd like to think they can get more help for Jokic. I mean, the rest of the roster is solid, not great after Jokic. Yeah, I mean, they, they have some some guys, Porter and Murray and Gordon and KCP. It's so. kind of like the modern version of the Mavericks when it was just Dirk. And like After Nash left, it was, it was like Dirk and then a bunch of solid guys, but like obviously not as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it took Dirk having like one of the greatest postseason runs ever for them to finally win the finals. So. Yeah. All right, we'll uh, we'll talk more NBA and NHL, but uh, for the rest of this episode and most of next episode, we're going to be focused on the NFL. It is draft season. Uh, before we get to the draft, we do have some other news that we want to talk about. Um, I think we'll let's start on the national level here and talk about uh, Jameson Williams and four other NFL players are suspended for gambling. And like, you know what? However you feel about the NFL suspending players for gambling when they're in bed with every single gambling company, these guys are idiots for doing it. They've made yeah, it clear they, that they this is it, not a thing. They make it clear to players that you can't do it. And we already saw one player last year, <laughs> Calvin Ridley. Yeah, Calvin get, Ridley. Get suspended for the entire year but now there's a cardinals player who's suspended for a full year just a couple years ago too right i forgot i don't i don't remember what his name was but that was that was the craziest one because he put down occupation football player (laughs) oh my god that's that's great (laughs) Uh, Uh, but that was that was easily the stupidest one of all of them but yeah it's still not a good look though for the other guys like Quincy Cephas, Jameson yep, immediately cut. Yeah, so yeah, Cephas so there is, two... not, is a is a bridge receiver. Like so, obviously they'd cut him, but mm-hmm. Jameson Williams, the lines traded up for, and for good reason. He was touted yeah. as the best receiver entering the draft, and and yes, he was dealing with an ACL injury, but yeah, I don't know. It felt like a that good wasn't going to stop him for his whole career. Yeah, no, I think it was a great move, and he had success with that team. Lions ended yeah, he, with so he much made the momentum. Most of his one catch last year. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Lions, Lions made like they're entering this year with a ton of momentum. I think there are a lot of people who like their chances of not just making the playoffs, but even winning the NFC North. And then for this to happen, it just feels like a little Such bit a of letdown. a foreboding. Like, yeah, even bad I, news. I, I'm. I was def- I'm definitely on the restore the roar bandwagon. Like I definitely want to see them do well. And now that that Rodgers is out of Green Bay and in New York, like there's a real opportunity for one of those other three teams, or even the Packers still with Jordan Love. I guess. Yeah, I mean that, that division. It's still like fairly. It's a wide, wide open, open division. Uh huh. Like you can yeah, po- so. you can certainly poke holes in every team. Oh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's some are easier to build up than others, but yeah, the the none of them are perfect and. You but know, the Lions, yeah, another, like you said, they're gaining momentum. They didn't make uh, the playoffs, but... I, but just they, barely missed it. Yeah, barely missed, had a winning record, very likable team, on the rise, and like you said, building all this momentum, and, and then this happens. It's just not a, not great. Yeah. So, Especially for Jamison Williams. <laughs> I know, and it was only the six-game variety. So here's another thing is, like, I think there are other people saying, well, you didn't even bet on NFL games. I don't know. I heard college football. I don't know if that was like confirmed or what. Uh, So my, my thought on the matter is you get suspended for six games for betting as a player for betting on a sport. That's not the NFL in the team facility. 
And it's like, well, you got like DraftKings and Caesars and everything. The NFL has how many like beer sponsorships and liquor sponsorships? I don't think players are allowed to drink just like in the the, the quarterback room or even on the team playing. I remember that was like a big deal last year. So it's the same kind of concept. Just because like the NFL advertises with them doesn't mean that players can do it at work. So I I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Yeah, in six games, that's fair. Like, I, look, I mean, Calvin Ridley, he got a whole year. And for and for the the bet that he had, it was like a like a parlay with the his own the Falcons. <laughs> like betting on anything to, for Falcons to win is already money down the drain. Um, yeah, well, I, I think felt, the, the... I feel like that was a little harmless. I don't know if harmless is the right word, but I don't know. Just it feels like a it's year. A, it's is a, a lot. slippery slope. It's like, a slippery slope. I, thing I wish it wasn't like, a whole year, but at the same time you know ga- the gambling aspect for the NFL is like one of their biggest worries or i mean maybe not concussions like that's probably their really real biggest worry but i think gambling would be the I second think concussions biggest. should be maybe i don't know whether that's really what they prioritize i think that they care more about the the gambling and people right. not I wanting to should make the, the caveat the should it, what yeah. should be the biggest worry for the NFL right. they don't want fans thinking that games are rigged and compromised and having players bet on games whether it's a huge bet you know actual influence or not it's it, to me it, should, it could lead to something worse so uh, i get it i think that the whole one year suspension just sounds bad when you compare it to other things being penalized yeah, like, less. Oh, like, and, <laughs> domestic violence ah eh, two uh, six games three, yeah, four right, games. if that yeah, yeah. uh kareem so, hunt like like that was like shoving a girl or whatever he got he, eight he didn't get suspended he just didn't sign with the team games. but then Oh, that's right. He did. Okay, he did never mind. It. I was thinking he played for the Browns week one. No, you're right. Yeah. But still, yeah, those things are less than a year. So I get it from that. Like the moral standpoint is it doesn't add up as much. But It should, it should still be a harsh punishment. I just think that when when you compare it to other types of suspensions, it's just like a, a whole year for that when this dude did this and got less games. It's just like, ah. Yeah, and my argument is those should be penalized more and not gambling should be less. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, that's- that's fair. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, I mean, this it feels more kind of like a momentum killer when it comes down to it for the Lions. It is just April, so there is still some time, but yeah, and, and not it's having James and Williams. It's not the whole games. year uh, for, for, for Williams, I mean. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, some of those other guys, I mean, they, they might they never still play have, in the NFL again. And they still have Amon Ra and a lot of other talented players on their team. That. Yeah, they'll certainly add to them. They'll probably end up drafting a tight end early. So, <laughs> <laughs> like another Hawkinson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, but hey, I mean the the Lions have. I'm, the root, I'm rooting world. for them. I want them, I want them to be good. It would be cool. Like they're they're a fun team uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, they have not just the 18th overall pick their own, but they have the sixth overall pick in the draft because of a trade with the Rams a couple years ago. The Rams got their Super Bowl, and now they're uh, you know the bill came due, and they're blowing up their team. The latest move was trading Allen Robinson to my Steelers. And when I first saw this, I was like. Uh, isn't he making $15 million a year? What did they give up for him? How much are they paying him? Like that seals like a lot for a wide receiver three. But now the details came out swapping seventh round picks. Rams are paying most of it. Sealers are only on the hook for $5 million. That's, that's a great totally move. fine. Uh, I, yeah. I, why, how come the Patriots couldn't be in on that? Sorry to make it a Patriots kind of thing. <laughs> no, I mean, that's it's just, fair. Yeah. It's just that, yeah. Like when you see what 
the cost was because Allen Robinson, he's definitely declining. He's he hasn't had a great the past two seasons. The last couple years have been rough for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for them to yeah, like a seven round pick and then the Rams take on most of the contract, like that's 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 totally fine. That's definitely yeah. worth it. Yeah, no, I've zero the, complaints at the all. The only pause I have though is that uh, I, I know he's not the starting quarterback anymore, but the fact that he's in the same building as Trubisky again, <laughs> Trubisky. that's, that's, that's got to give you some PTSD a little bit. Like, yeah. oh, God, you again? No. Uh, no, I mean, hopefully he doesn't have to catch many passes from Trubisky yeah, ho- this year. But it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that for the Steelers getting a veteran wide receiver, uh, it Omar Khan, the GM, came out today in like a pre-draft presser with Mike Tomlin, said that's a top priority. Sounds like both him and Tomlin have long been fans of Robinson. He went to Penn State, so it's yep, kind so it's of a, a homecoming in a sense. Yeah, so it's it's cool um, having him in as ideally the wide receiver three behind Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, who hopefully you know Johnson gets back to the player he looks like he could be. Uh, definitely took a step backwards this year, and Pickens can continue to take a step forward. Yeah, all three, been doing all a three guys are solid. I mean, yeah, the other, I mean, two, it, the other two are better at this point, but uh-huh. but that's a solid group. For, yeah, for and for the Steelers, so Calvin Austin the third was, I think, a fourth-round pick last year. There's high expectations for him, but he didn't see the field because of a foot injury last year. So there's concerns about him you know, not only being healthy, but also like how much can he be relied on this year. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, still a great tight end. Najee Harris, and uh, why can't I think of his name? The other running back. This is oh Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren, yeah. Both of them, like by the end of the season, they proved to be a really solid one-two duo. Um, but there's still the elephant in the room that is Matt Canada's offensive coordinator. It's like you got all these weapons now. Are you going to use them? Are you going to? have a great offense and, and their it's offensive like, line is still not the greatest either it's it's much better after some of the moves but you know i i think they're gonna draft a left tackle with one of the top three picks of you know to in the top 50 that they have but yeah i mean i i think overall the offense should be much better and if it's not then i hope canada does not see <laughs> too much longer than just a few games in the season because uh, it feels we, we like a waste we can't share the the same issue now now that the Patriots no have. well maybe no, who knows maybe theory. bill o'brien sucks too but <laughs> yeah i don't think at least he it's will. a real offensive coordinator yeah i know <laughs> no, matter, it's, it's, no matter how much he sucked as a gm with houston like he was still a solid oc great and I'd, ma- I'd imagine he wants to get back to the coaching so i'd imagine mm-hmm. his pos- current position right now gives him motivation to you know, help the offense and Mac and, and others. Uh, so I guess we can't share the same sentiment anymore. <laughs> no, no, we, we definitely cannot. So it's, uh, I mean, it's definitely something that's kind of limiting my expectations because entering last season, I totally forgot that Matt Canada was the Steelers offensive coordinator and I just didn't put any mind into it. It was just like, just excitement about the team around him and who they had and some of the moves made. And then the offense was horrible for the first eight weeks of the season and only slightly better for the last nine weeks of the season. And I, I mean, my expectations are, are not very high for the offense as a whole because of that. It's like, I look at these players and I'm like, this could be a really good offense. And I I think that with the talent, there's no reason that the Steelers can't be like a top 15 offense. And if they aren't, then that's a failure in Matt Canada's It's kind part. of the same thing with the Patriots of last year, how I felt is that like, Oh, like Mac has no weapons. Like, no, he does like that. They're like Parker born Henry Myers at the time. Like 
those aren't great weapons, but they're all solid. They weren't terrible. It's not terrible either. Like, it's definitely a decent group, but because we have a, we had a defensive (laughs) guy as our default offensive coordinator, it, it, it looks, it looks worse than, it it was bad. It it, it makes Mm -hmm. them look, the weapons look worse than they really were. Like, no, we have a solid group. It's, it's not great, but it certainly could be better. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally get that. I'll say watching George Pickens highlights is difficult for me because it's like, oh, why did I only get one shot of this amazing catch against the Browns and no other highlights in the See, Browns game? He, he he made several highlight catches last year, but at the same time, he'd average like two or three catches a game. <laughs> yeah, he just wouldn't get any targets. Deontay Johnson got all of them. Johnson elite route runner he creates separation unlike many people but he can't catch the ball <laughs> he just <laughs> drops it and it doesn't really work all that well so um yeah definitely hoping that he can rebound this year hoping that Canada can find a way to use a special talent like Pickens he can find a way to use Robinson because Robinson he didn't get targeted really with the Rams so um and it with the Bears the year before that too and um yeah We'll we'll see. Um, definitely, like overall, trying to be excited, but also like trying to tell myself, like, hey, let's not you know hype up this team too much until we see how the offense actually looks. So, um, and then I guess you know with that we can kind of give some you know last minute thoughts on the draft. It's coming up on Thursday night, round one. I'm very excited. You're very excited. Ton of rumors that have been coming out. I guess one of the the interesting ones to me. It sounds like the draft starts at number two. Uh, all indications are saying the Panthers are going to take Bryce Young. There's a question of who the Texans will pick, if they'll make the pick. Are they going to go defense? Are they going to take a quarterback? Are they going to trade to a team who wants a quarterback? So uh, I like that we have a little bit of an excitement that early because it doesn't feel like we always get that. Yeah, I it, there's definitely a <laughs> there's definitely a disagreement between the media and the betting market. Like I do look at that stuff in terms of like who like will go to who do you think will be projected to what team uh, mm-hmm. because the national media they have the Texans taking Stroud or even Will Anderson Will whatever. Anderson yeah Tyree but, Wilson yeah. but there's there's more steam on the Texans for whatever reason taking project quarterback Will Levis like, and I think it's less the Texans taking I mean, not him the Texans, and more but teams someone at trading two. up yeah someone yeah. at number 2 uh-huh. Like someone trading up to number two to get Will Levis. Yeah, just... some people saying the Vikings could move all the way up from twenty three to get him. See, the Vikings, uh, I do think at some point, whether if it's this, this probably not this year, but next year, like Kirk won't be there. Like it'll be someone else. And yeah, I think it'll be next year because he's a free agent after the season. Right, it sounds yeah. like they're I not going to give him another extension. Yeah, so. I, I don't think. Yeah, I I do think this will be Kirk's last year, uh, next season. So. So I do think that they're in the market for a quarterback, and I I, I could see that happening. I don't I wouldn't rule that out. I yeah, mean, crazy I mean, they could go from twenty three to two. That would mean they had to give up a big haul to get to. Yeah, get, they would definitely have to give up first. I, like the Panthers went from nine first, to one, and they gave up a haul to get. Yeah, first and twenty four and twenty five, is the way that I would look at. It. I mean, didn't the 49ers give that up for Trey Lance? Yeah, they gave up. Two, they went two from future first. They went from, 12, from twelve to twelve three. To three. They went from the 12th pick to the third pick, and they gave up mm-hmm. a first-round pick the next year and the year after that. Yeah. Yeah, so I would think that the Vikings would have to do at least that to go from 23 to 2. Well, the, Speaking of Trey Lance, what if the – I mean, the Vikings and Niners, like, 
Kyle Shanahan loves Kirk Cousins. And, and that would be interesting. And the Niners, I mean, look, like Purdy, there's so many questions about his injury. Like he probably, there's a good chance he might not even play at all next year in mm-hmm. 2023. They obviously don't have Garoppolo anymore. So it's really just Trey Lance. Sam Darnold. Oh my god, I forgot that. Sam oh. Darnold I, Sam Darnold could genuinely lead the 49ers to the <sighs> NFC Championship game just by being Just because their Ross the rest of their roster yeah. is amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, so I, I know what you're getting at here. Um so Bill Barnwell from ESPN, he does every year, like a week before the draft, this like article where he does like potential mock trades at every pick. And he said that getting Kirk Cousins to San Francisco money-wise doesn't work out very well he couldn't easily do it I don't know what it would take but it would be interesting because like you said Cousins and Shanahan have some type of relationship for whatever reason Washington. Trey Lance is from Minnesota yeah oh good point right. yeah and then yeah, Lance true. like you said is from the area I don't want to say straight up one for one it's yeah just, I mean it would it would there take been a, there have been that. a decent amount of Trey Lance rumors about mm-hmm. him being traded and, and certainly not getting what they paid for to get him in the first place. I like the idea of the Texans passing on a quarterback, going Will Anderson, taking Jackson Smith and Jigba at 12, and trading like a third-round pick for Trey Lance and just taking a shot on him and seeing what he has this year. Yeah, like they, it, That would be a team that I think makes sense. It, it, look, the, the Niners could just st- stay pat and and just hope hope that Lance is healthy and ready for next season but there are there are definitely been a decent amount of rumors out there that he could really be on the move whether it's to minnesota or houston or yes i wouldn't i wouldn't mind that plan either for houston is to take a you know a legit uh pass rusher like because they because they drafted stingley third overall last year so they have a their franchise corner and they can help their pass rush by taking someone like will anderson or whomever and then yeah, like they, what is their wide receiver situation? They have their best receiver, arguably their best receiver has had or has leukemia. Like, <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they did pick up a veteran receiver this off season, and they have Nico Collins, who's all right. But yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't. So, they do not have much at all at receiver. <laughs> they uh, they signed Robert Woods. Oh, so, but he, I forgot about that. He yeah. also, yeah, I mean, he's coming off a torn ACL and then a bad season in Tennessee. I, I would not have faith in Robert Woods at this point in his career. Yeah, I mean, I if, to me, it's kind of like an Allen Robinson type situation where you kind of hope he can. Be I would like rather a have Robinson. <laughs> I would too. Yeah, but <laughs> because like because for... Robert Woods has really uh, declined with the injuries that he's had. Like Robinson, <laughs> Robinson, I just think is more bad luck, uh, and maybe he's never had a quarterback. Like, yeah, because he finally had one last year, but then he got hurt, and uh, uh and, yeah, and, and then he got hurt. Yeah, um, they both got hurt. So, yeah. yeah, um, but no, I mean, I basically saying that I think Woods could be a solid, like you know, depth wide receiver mentor to some of those younger guys. Right. But I don't know if Houston's looking at him like a wide receiver one. So, I, God, I hope uh, not. <laughs> I would hope not too. But that I mean, probably not. Nico Collins, and then I. In theory, they're going to draft someone pretty high. So I think them at 12 makes sense. Maybe they trade back a few spots um, for like slightly better value and more picks. But I definitely expect them to take a wide receiver in the first round with one of those two picks. Um, obviously not two because there's not a guy worth it. But, you know, 12 or wherever after. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's just like a situation to throw out there. Um, 
and for for the Texans, I think like there would be some value in them being like, okay, we don't necessarily love CJ Stroud or Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, but we know the Titans and the Colts are looking at a quarterback, so they could trade someone else can come in at number two and hopefully steal the guy that their division rival wants instead. Right. So uh, they're definitely, I mean, having the number two pick makes you an interesting team regardless, but they're definitely one of the most interesting of the entire draft. And then the and Cardinals are at three. Like they, yeah, they could trade back too. Easily, yeah. It sounds like they're very much interested in trading back. And uh, it feels like they would be a team who would want to move up to, to number three um, and would be willing to pay a lot because at that point, you're either getting the top defensive player, uh, some cases some people think you might get an offensive lineman or most likely the the second or third best quarterback. So, um, and there are plenty of teams that are going to be in the market for quarterbacks. Talked about Minnesota, the Colts, the Titans, um, even teams like the Bucks, the Seahawks. Like there, there are a lot of teams like later in the draft who could potentially be looking to make big moves to jump up. Um, unless they just really like Hendon Hooker and they're fine taking him in the 15 to 20 range. If he tore his ACL, but, there's definitely steam on him being maybe a late first rounder. Mm-hmm. It's kind of wild. He's also that, 25. Yeah. Oh, that's all oh, that too. Yeah. I, I would, I definitely wouldn't take him, but I mean, at least in that spot, I mean, maybe in late in the draft, but it's kind of wild that Anthony Richardson and Will Levis, I mean, it happens. It happens a lot that like these project quarterbacks, like they just, they just keep rising up in the ranks. And now Anthony Richardson is like legitimately a, like him and Levis are now like legitimately talked about as being like top five picks. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think that, you know, you have examples like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen who, you know, the project works out in these great situations, but then there are also plenty of t- cases where yeah, there it are probably, doesn't. Or... Probably more cases that, that don't work out, but yeah. there are some that There's... do. Yeah, there's enough, and like people, as soon as those comps come out, you know, someone is like, "We're gonna take the next this guy or the next that guy." So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely something to watch for. I guess. What do you hope the Patriots do? Um, I know um, it's not trade out of the first. I mean, round. what 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 will they do? <laughs> they'll they'll probably trade out, or they'll take from fourteen. Feels crazy. Like they might trade back a little, but they got to draft someone in the first round, right? Well, they they did that last year. They traded back to, from twenty won the 29 and then they took a guard that wasn't even supposed to be in the first round or maybe even second round from that point and the rams straight up laughed at them uh, <laughs> so um that's probably what they'll do they do need tackles because they don't have isaiah win anymore and he was not very good by then yeah it was, i mean tenor. that was a disappointing pick for yeah. them and then trent brown he, he definitely had some solid years back in the day but i don't know that i don't know how long that will last so Assuming, I, I don't know how long Trent Brown will be here, whether if it's one more year or so, they need tackles. So I hate to say it because what the Patriots always do is go with the non-sexy pick and take a, take a fat guy and take a guard or tackle. They do need tackles. So I wouldn't hate it if they took a tackle, but isn't there, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Skaronsky? Is like the Peter Skaronsky, he's, he's, like yeah, he's viewed as left, the top one. He's, he's like the one legit tackle in the draft like or like really highly touted and he'll probably be yeah. gone by then right yeah most likely i mean i think the patriots would have to trade uh, up to get him um now you know they they probably wouldn't benefit from adding another receiver but 
I mean, Patriots in first round <laughs> or spending high draft capital on uh, at the receiver position is not it, it's not it never works out. So I'll, no, and this year it doesn't feel Jigba like it's good. Like I don't want him to be in New England because he'll just end up being a bust <laughs> if you're in New England. Let's keep Zay Flowers in New England. BC yeah, receiver. BC guy. I, I I I still I highly doubt it. Like I don't even want to talk about like the names like that because it's so unrealistic. Just being a Patriots fan, knowing how what they do, um, you know they do need corner. Like Jonathan Jones is good, Marcus Jones. She's like all the Joneses. Like literally the three best corners are Jones. <laughs> Jonathan, Marcus, uh, Jack Jones. Like all of them are solid. And then Jonathan, yeah, especially Jonathan Jones, definitely a good veteran corner, but they could use more help at that position too. One guy that is that I wouldn't mind in New England, and it's probably more rumored to go to Pittsburgh instead because of his name, uh, Joey, Joey Porter, Porter Jr. Jr. Uh, mm-hmm. That could be a good pick for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I definitely love the idea of him in Pittsburgh. I think the Steelers are in a similar boat uh, in terms of cornerback or offensive tackle at 17 and there have been rumors of them potentially trading all the way up to nine with the bears and i don't know if i necessarily want them to do that i think having 17 32 and 49 gives enough flexibility to be able to stay put and address areas of need while still going best available but yeah joey porter jr would be cool um broderick jones is a name of one of the top right. offensive tackles so yeah, that, that was, would be that another jones to go to the patriots. to the patriots that's probably who he'll end up being. yeah <laughs> um, um yeah darnell wright of tennessee uh, paris johnson jr of ohio state so um, i mean there are definitely options for for both of our teams in that spot i was gonna say like what position do they need <laughs> they need help at a lot of positions so uh you can go um, um, many different ways with this spot yeah, I'll be surprised if the Steelers go anywhere other than tackle, or really offensive tackle, defensive tackle, or cornerback at 17 and 32, especially after signing Allen Robinson. I don't think taking a wide receiver as much as a lot of Pitt fans want Jordan Addison and Kenny Pickett to be reunited is going to happen. So, um, you know, looking yeah. at the Patriots roster, I don't, <laughs> I like, a, I like some of their positions or most of them, but I don't love but basically any any of them like maybe outside i don't know i guess Ramondre was awesome last year and so they have a legitimate maybe franchise running back although he'll probably be gone in a couple of years anyway and they'll just try the yeah. other guy um, uh-huh. i don't love any of their like you could really say any of them just don't take a guard <laughs> don't, take a, <laughs> don't take a guard or a center like we have that um maybe i don't even know if we even have that <laughs> like, i don't know if cole strange was even that great last year yeah, I remember early in the season, I thought he like played decently well, but I did not keep up with him enough to know how great he was. I don't, I don't think, I don't think he sucks, but I don't think he's worth the first round pick. Yeah, I mean, I guess when I like think about the Steelers and like outside linebacker, I feel like that's one where I'd put the Steelers in the very top of the the league with you know T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith. But after that, it's like every position group is somewhere probably in like the 10 to 20 like, range with potential I, to be higher, but potential to be lower. I like our linebackers. So I guess that, that'd be, I guess you can cross I, off that position. Like <laughs> Judon, Uche, Bentley. Yeah. Like I, I like all three of those guys. And so that, I guess you can cross off that position. Um, I don't know, McCordy just retired. Like they could use mm-hmm. a, a safety. It's really just Jabril Peppers and I don't. I don't know if Jalen Mills can play safety, but they're. But now, now he's going to be a safety this year. So, well, he was signed with the intention of playing both spots, right? Probably, yeah. He'll probably play both spots. I don't know, but they. 
I think I, he's listed on the depth charts as a safety, and so I think he he might transition to full time. I don't know. Yeah, I mean the Steelers should be fine at safety with Minka Fitzpatrick, but after letting Terrell Edmonds walk in free agency, it's like Demonte Casey and Keanu Neal are probably going to be like big time players there, and I don't think that they should draft a safety super high, but that is something that you know some people would like to see them do. Uh, I think cornerbacks a more pressing need because I mean Patrick Peterson is going to be relied on. Yeah, a I, lot I would and... look if I were the if, if I were a Steelers fan, what would I want? I'd want corner or tackle. Yeah, I mean that's I corner, offensive tackle, defensive tackle would if just looking straight up positional groups, that's probably how I'd want them to go with those first three picks. But you know, maybe if a guy falls, you can convince me at some of the other positions. So you know, there have been rumors about the Patriots. I don't like they're not really serious, but you know, the Patriots taking a quarterback since Mac Jones. Is <laughs> I would rather just even if I don't love Mac, I'd rather just see how this year goes and if this year doesn't go well then i would start looking again but i don't yeah, want i think that's a fair way to do it i wouldn't want them to take like levis or anthony richardson on and then have him on the bench and that hand and and mac like you know looking over his shoulder like if he has to look over his shoulder for bailey zappy then obviously he's going to be looking <laughs> over his shoulder for the other uh -huh. two for another first round pick yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean i think that those kind of players that are seen as projects they would do well to spend a year or whatever under Kirk Cousins or Ryan Tannehill or uh, I don't know like some of the other guys no, Maybe, I, no right but like that kind of situation Geno Smith Derek Carr you know, versus <laughs> Although yeah, maybe not with yeah, his sure. deal <laughs> since Jimmy Garoppolo you know right. like one of those guys as opposed to a Mac Jones who's like trying to like, prove she, himself. She's just trying player. to like, get into the league or stay Yeah, in the but league. they also they wouldn't they wouldn't do that though. If they draft a quarterback, they're not keeping Mac Jones. And I don't think they're trading Mac Jones, they're not gonna draft a quarterback. I would want a, I would want an established guy at the position. If I if 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 they're if they were to trade Mac Jones, like now I mean, like I would want an established guy like Lamar or whomever. Like I don't want him to yeah. just restart with another project I and then have it not work out no again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, that's what I said. Like, you're not going to trade Mac Jones just to take the fifth best quarterback again. So, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, so I guess you can cross off that position too. But uh -huh. that's also one that I would look closely at again if Mac Jones does not live up uh, next year. Yeah, the Steelers also said they're not drafting a quarterback this year. I mean, so. <laughs> I certainly would give Pickett another shot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more of like I, as yeah, when, like a backup. When it, but. when it comes to Kenny Pickett, I'm not sold on him either way. Like, I'm not sold on him as like, oh, he's the next guy. Like, he's going to be, you know, the next Big Ben, you know, 10, 15 years in the league or whatever. But I'm also not like out on him either. You know what I mean? Like, I, I still, Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I think that's a fair way to look at it. After I, I still think season. there needs to be a bigger sample size. Yeah, he showed a ton of promise, especially late in the season in key moments. But he also, you know, what he, he struggled to throw for 200 yards in a game. And I, I want to blame the offensive coordinator for a lot of that. But it's also like there, there's definitely yeah, you know, there, room there, there to There have been grow. moments like the Miami game, the end of that game. Like that was not good. That was bad. But yeah. then the, the end of the Baltimore game in week, was mm -hmm. it 17? 17, yeah. yeah 10 that, weeks later, it's pretty good, big growth. That was, him, that was so. promising to see. Like, Mac Jones, he hasn't had... I think he's had one fourth quarter comeback. I was and actually it was against just the fucking Texans that. of all teams, a team you shouldn't be losing. Oh to. yeah, that's right. I do remember that game. And, uh -huh. and so I don't know. Like, 
So the fact that Kenny Pickett showed it uh, has shown that back to back weeks inside two minutes. Yeah, first rookie quarterback to ever do that. So. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of reason for me to be excited about the Steelers going to the season. And I think, you know, even the Patriots just seeing Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien together. But there's also reason to pause and be like, you know, is the offense really going to be that much better? Or do we still have issues, whether it's you, the quarterback, me, the offensive coordinator, slash offensive line, slash whatever. Bill O'Brien was asked about, like, what's your relationship like with Mac Jones? You just talked about how, yeah, in 2021, Mac was getting ready for the draft. Now it's just coming into Alabama. and We talked once and that was it. Like great <laughs> like so wait i thought i thought they had a year together no it was it was really just i might have been mistaken if i did say that in the past but i think it was just no you're right because 2020 was the year yeah yeah that's a good point that 2020 that was when he got fired and mac jones was winning a national championship right so I, he really just talked to him at the draft once and that was it huh. so even though there's all this talk about like the connection to alabama like, i don't know he, he why really that like t- totally really, slipped my mind he really did yeah. uh coach him alabama he was really no just, you're right he was bryce young the whole time exactly yeah dang huh okay well <laughs> interesting that <laughs> that kind of like takes people. yeah no that takes takes it away from me because like I, I was very much convinced like i don't know mac jones and bill o'brien back together they won a national championship together but you're right that that did not happen so <laughs> huh all right. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, all right. You know, I feel like that's a good way to end it on this one. Let's oh, end it ends with, on a uh, high note. Yeah. 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 For sure. And uh, you know, we'll we'll see a week from now how we feel about the draft, and you know, we'll we'll give some updates on the playoffs as uh the the first round comes to a conclusion and the second round gets underway in both basketball and hockey. So, all right. For my co-host Brian Wells, I'm Corey Novotny. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>